Hello everyone, this is Levi Gelb from the Chassidish Parsha, and you're listening to the new podcast, Chassidus, which is an explanation in English of Sefer HaMaymarim Tafrish Samaches from the Rebbe Rashab, each episode containing an explanation of one page from that Sefer with the goal to finish the entire Sefer. And at the beginning of every episode, we'll also have a synopsis of the previous episode. You'll also notice in the description for that day's episode, there'll be a short synopsis in English, and also there'll be a link there to become a monthly supporter to make this show possible. Um, please tap the link in that description or visit anchor.fm slash to become a monthly supporter. Thank you very much for listening, and I hope you enjoy. We're on the top of page, Kuf Chav Ches, 128, two lines to the top. We've just been speaking about <clears throat> the idea of Tayu, and the main theme of the energy of the energy and the vessels in the world of Tayu is Ratsui, because of the intense revelation of infinite energy there, which brought about the shattering of the vessels of the world of, of the world of Tayu. Um, and because there was such intense energy and it was revealed, therefore, there only was this nature of rotsi, of yearning, to, of a desire to leave uh, limited existence, to leave its finite existence. Um, and the general idea of the of this desire of, of rotsi, of yearning to leave one's own existence, is opposite of the true intention of Hashem. Which is to which is the true intention is to shuv to come down to the world and to bring godliness into the world, and the whole idea of rotsi also is based on a person's own yeshus, his own feeling of self. Even though he wants it's a feeling, it's a desire to leave one's own existence to nullify himself to Hashem. Nevertheless, it's based on a person's own desires. Whereas the idea of shuv is that the true idea of self nullification of putting one's own desires on the side and just doing what Hashem wants. However, the idea of Rotsi, especially the intense Rotsi of the world of Tayu, is actually really based on a person's yeshis, that he he's, he's standing himself strong, um, insisting on his own desires. And therefore, when the vessels of the world of Tayu fell down and shattered, and which was that whole falling down was because of their intense Rotsi, which is experienced in, in Tayu, which is best based on yeshis, therefore it brought about yeshis also in the lower worlds of Biyah, where the shattered vessels fell to. And that was actually the whole purpose of the shattering of the vessels of the world of Tayu, to bring about uh, beings which feel their own existence and their own independent existence, and there should be a possibility because of that for the divine service. So, Oidzoi is two lines on the top, Dehine, and all in moreover, Dehine me ikri avoido hu inyone abirudim. One of the main ideas of divine service, which was all made possible because of the shattering of the vessels of the world of Tayu, which brought about feeling of yeshes in our world. One of the main ideas, the main idea of our divine service is is the ideas of refining the divine sparks, the sparks of godliness within the trapped in physicality to uplift those sparks, to sift through the physicality, to find those sparks and to uplift them and connect them back to their source. Um, which is the idea of refining, sifting um, the, the good from the evil. What does that mean? Meaning to say that to separate out the evil and to push it away, and to uplift the good and to connect it back to its source. So that's like when a person's eating, he there's two things within this food which is about which he's about to eat. The evil within it is just the desire and the, the pleasure in the eating, just eating for the sake of pleasure. That is evil, and that's just connected to a person's own 
Yashas' own desires and nothing to do with godliness. So he has to push that desire for the, the pleasure away and focus on just, okay, I'm going to eat this for, the, for its divine purpose, which is to give me energy to serve Hashem, to learn Torah and do mitzvahs, and uh, to go to workshops, to be able to give tzedakah, etc. To have energy to mechanech my children, to educate my children. So to push away that negative intention of just having pleasure in the food and focus on the positive intention, the godly intention, which is to give him energy to serve Hashem. That's how you're connecting the divine spark, which is in that food, back to its source, to its creator, to its purpose. Uh, or even more at a higher level, not just to separate the good from the bad and uplift the good, but to actually transform the darkness the evil within this physicality to, to light, to godliness. That the evil itself within this physicality should become transformed to good. Um, which usually is explained in this, this, this analogy of eating, that like the difference between eating during the weekdays and eating during Shabbos. Whereas eating during the weekdays, the um, evil, you have to push it away. You have to push away your evil intentions, meaning your intention just to take pleasure in the food for the sake of the food. And to focus on the positive, the godly intention, on Shabbos, the eating itself, the pleasure you have in eating, is a mitzvah. There is a mitzvah to la'aning as a Shabbos, to take pleasure in Shabbos, to, to bring pleasure to Shabbos. So when you're eating the food for the sake of Shabbos, you're actually uplifting the evil itself, the evil intention, which is to take pleasure in the food, to godliness. So in the parentheses here, it says, nearly, kan al etzim klipas it seems to me that the intention here, the Rebbe Shabbos is saying, the intention here is on the actual klipas nega, the neutral klipa, the neutral shell, which covers over the godly spark within the physicality, but it's neutral because it's klipas nega, it's a shell which has light. Nega means light, meaning a little bit of the godly spark shines through that shell. It's not totally covered up because it's something which can be uplifted to too good. So... The intention here when it's saying to transform the evil itself to good is about the actual klipas noyge, this, in, this um, neutral klip of Yedua. It's known that the sparks, the godly sparks which are trapped in the physicality, which is the good within everything, they are the sparks of godly energy which were left in the broken, the shattered vessels that fell from Tayu. So these sparks were connected to these broken vessels and then they got trapped in the physicality. So we can say actually that the that from the shattered vessels was brought about, was created this idea, this identity of the of the essence of the neutral klipa itself. Um, and within that neutral klipa, there are these sparks of good, the sparks of godliness. And the Rebbe Shav says, it seems to me that this explanation is found in another place in the Mimer titled around the year 5665. So, Interesting, this parenthesis seems to be a lot of the memorim of, I mean, all the memorim are based on other memorim, but sometimes uh, the memorim could be actual, the actual same mimer, which a previous Rebbe had said. Maybe this is a Rebbe, uh, a mimer from the Rebbe of Marash. Um, and the Rebbe of Shab is repeating this mimer and adding his own notes. Uh, 
or adding his own little more biurim to the mimer. A lot of times in Chassidus, uh, and especially with the Rebbe Rishab, actually quoting verbatim the Rebbe Marash's mimerim and adding little biurim to it. So it seems like that's what this parenthesis is saying here, Nira Li, meaning he's commenting on it, the Rebbe Marash's mimer. It seems to me that when the Rebbe Marash said this, that one of the processes of refining the sparks is transforming the darkness to light. And he's saying that the intention here is transforming what darkness? The darkness is referring to this um, neutral klipa, transforming the klipa, the um, physical reality, which is, which is obviously klipa, which is klipas nega, which is neutral, which can be uplifted. As it's known that the sparks, which, in, which are the godly sparks within the, in the physicality, are the sparks which are connected to these uh, shattered vessels. So we can say, and this is what he's saying, the Rebbe Shabbat is saying, that seems, he seems to remember that it's found in another mimer, that from the shattered vessels was brought about the muhus hanega atma. The shattered vessels are what created the essence of this neutral klipa. And within that neutral klipa, which is the evil, so to say, um, are the sparks of godliness, which are now hidden within the physicality. So the broken vessel, the shattered vessels, created this, this basically the shell for godliness, meaning the physicality, the physical food that you're about to eat, and the desire for that physical food. That is created from the, the shattered vessels themselves. But then connected to those shattered vessels was a little spark of godliness, which fell from Tayu. That is the godly energy, the good purpose, the godly purpose within that food, within the physicality. Okay, finishing the parentheses after the parentheses. So, uh, the, one of the main ideas of divine service, which is brought about because of the, there is a feeling of yeshus in our world, is this process of refining the sparks of physicality and transforming them or transforming them, which is this is the refining of the godly sparks and the pushing away of evil, which is either in two processes of iskafia, of forcing. Of subduing or ishapcha of transforming, like we just said, you're subduing, you're pushing away the evil and uplifting the good, or you're transforming the evil itself. In order that there should be a mixture of good and bad in creation, of basically of godly sparks and the physical reality, the shell which covers over that godliness, this only can come about through the shattering of the vessels of the world of Tayu, that there should be a mixture of good and bad. Like we just said that the, uh, the the shell that covers over the godliness is coming about is brought about through the shattered vessel, whereas the godliness within that is brought about from the spark of godliness connected to that shattered vessel. If it wasn't for the shattering of the vessels of the world of Tayu, there would not be a mixture of good and bad at all. There would be no mixture of good and bad. And it would be just like the existence of reality, just like reality was before the sin of the tree of knowledge, before Adam's first sin, that the Hayamatz of Eklipa Tachas called Gvulakdusha, that the whole state of Klipa, of the shell that covers over the godliness, was underneath the the underneath the limitations of um underneath the limitations, the boundaries of holiness. There was no mixture between good and bad. There was good and bad, but it was not mixed together. Um, and through the uh, sin of, of eating from the tree of knowledge, that brought about the mixture of good and bad, that within all bad, within all bad is found good, meaning within all physicality now is found godliness, and within all godliness is connected to physicality, to, to evil, 
to uh, the shell that covers over that godliness. And so too, we can talk about in the general world now, through the shattering of the vessels of the world of Teu, that brought about the mixture of good and bad. That the, um, 240, the 288 sparks of holiness um, from the world of Teu fell down now into reality, which that's the good, that's the good within within reality. These two hundred forty eight general sparks, which are sourced for all the multitude of sparks within all of creation, the sparks of godliness, they fell down into the shell, the neutral shell, meaning the shell of physicality, the shell that covers over that godliness, which is in the worlds of Biyotirsia, the lower worlds. So, the whole process, this whole idea of birudim, which is only because there is a mixture of good and bad, um, there is a mixture of good and evil. Like we said before about the analogy of the food, the desire for the food, the desire for the physicality itself, or the godly purpose within that food, the whole per- the whole possibility for that mixture of good and bad only comes about because of the shattering of the vessels. If it wasn't for the shattering of the vessel of the world of Teo, there would be no mixture of the good and bad. And like it was before the sin of of the of the tree of knowledge, Klipa and Kedusha were totally were totally disconnected. There was no mixture between them. You didn't have to refine and sift through the sparks. Uh, sift through the evil in order to get to connect to the godliness. It was all godliness was right there, and the klipa was right there. It was clear what was godly and what was not godly. Now it's all mixed up, and because of the sin of Adam, and so too in the general world, in the whole world, not just in the um, Gan Eden with Adam and Ishin, but in the whole world, this reality being mixed with mixed together of good and bad came about through the shattering of the vessels of the world of Tayu which brought about that now there should be the vessels, the shattered vessels, which are the source of the, the klipa, of the shell, covering over godliness, and the godly sparks connected to those shattered vessels as the source for the godly energy within creation. Um, we have to say that being this is all because the toyu was in a theme of yeshes. That's the whole idea of toyu. Like I said before, it was the toyu for the intense desire to leave its reality and connect to back to its source. That is the source. That is really based on yeshes, on feeling of self, self feeling, and therefore that meaning. That is why now within reality there is a mixture of good and bad. The bad being basically yeshus, a feeling of self. That is the, the, the shell which covers over godliness. When there is a feeling of self, then that there is no feeling of God. When a person feels self, then he's pushing God out of the out of the picture. And that's what basically caused it within reality. There should be the shell which covers over godliness is this feeling of yeshus in the world of Tayu, and then obviously the the, the the shattered vessels which fell from that feeling of yeshus. And therefore, when these shattered vessels fell down in a way of falling and, and shattering, meaning not in a way of a, a chain-like descent in an orderly fashion where it came down to this world, but in a way of nefila where it came out of nowhere, like I said before, that is what allowed there should be this basically creation of yeshus from a godly reality. Now, because it's falling from a world which was based on yeshus, such a basic feeling of self, therefore, when the shattered vessels fell down, um, it's now, the world is now in a, a such a way where there can be good, it's such a type of good which is possible to be mixed up with bad now. It's, um, it's, not, it's not a good like it was before the sin, which was totally separate from bad. Now, the good is mixed up with the bad because...
it's not pure good anymore and it's not pure evil anymore. Now, it's not pure good because our reality is mixed up with yeshus now, is brought about through feeling of self. There's a feeling of basically independent reality that I exist separate from Hashem. And therefore, the, the good is not ultimate good, is not pure good. And that good, being that it's not pure good, can now be mixed together with evil, with a, with a shell that covers over that godly energy. And then, only then, is it possible to have this whole idea of the divine service of refining the sparks of godliness from the evil, or from the physicality. Only when, basically, there is a feeling of yeshes, a feeling of self, a feeling of in- independence, which is basically this whole theme of the klipa, which covers over the godly energy, which is the whole theme of the ra, of the evil. And that which refines the sparks of godliness from the klipa is the shema, is the name of Hashem, which is basically... Um, in Gematria, when you spell it out in the full way, it comes up to be 45, but basically the whole idea of the Shema is like Chochmah Vatsilis, the pure revelation of godliness within Chochmah Vatsilis. So that which is, has the ability to refine the sparks from physicality is Shema, is this name of Hashem, this basically the idea of Chochmah Vatsilis, of pure godliness, because in order, the refiner, that which is refining the sparks and uplifting the sparks and connecting them back to their source has to be that he has no mixture of evil within him at all. Which is the idea of the Shema, of the name of Hashem, which is 45, because that is the name of Hashem, which is basically representing the revelation of, of godliness within Chacham of Atzilus, which there is no evil there at all. See what it says in the explanation of the Mimer titled Mimone of Yaakov about this. So basically, in order for, to refine the sparks, you yourself first have to be refined. You have to approach it. If you yourself are connected to physicality, you're connected to this evil, therefore when you come to refine the sparks within this food, so to say, let's say within the food, if you're connected too much to the physicality, you're not going to be able to uplift it because you're too much already chained down to that. You're going to be pulled after, attracted to the physicality. You yourself have to work on yourself to refine yourself, uplift yourself, connect yourself to godliness and to get out of your grubkite and your just coarseness. Then when you come to refine that physicality, you won't be drawn after the physical or the evil, but you'll be able to focus on the good within it. So that that's the idea of the mevader, that, that which is refining the sparks has to be um, already basically nisbat, it has to be refined. It has to have no evil mixed in within it. And that is the idea of shema. However, when shemban is refined, which is referring to the godly energy within creation, when that level of the sparks of divinity, which are trapped in physicality and creation, is refined, then it actually ascends to a lot higher level then Shema, which is the level which is refining Shema. So it gets higher than the level which is uplifting it. Similar to what the sages say, that in the place that the, um, that the Balei Tshuva stand, the place that the penitents stand, even the perfect righteous Tzadikim cannot, are not able to stand in that place. Why? Because the, uh, the penitent 
the person returned to Hashem, being that he was drawn after evil. And the and the sparks of his soul were dispersed into the into the evil. This is what he did repentance. He he left that lifestyle, but being that in the beginning he was involved in the evil, the the when so when he's aroused now to do teshuva and to collect all these sparks of his soul which he left and all the evil which he was involved in all these um, forbidden things from their great when he's now aroused to collect all these sparks from their great pizer disbursement and their distance from Hashem it comes this arousal to gather all these sparks of his soul which he left in the, in the evil in the world comes with a great a lot more power a lot more energy and from a lot deeper place of the heart than the tzaddikim when they relate to Hashem when they serve Hashem and since tzaddikim were never far so it's like a person that's never he's not far he doesn't have that thirst whereas a person who is far away meaning he always has water available to him and a person that is in the desert and there's no water then his thirst is so much greater so too when a person has been distant from Hashem about Shuvah so therefore his thirst to connect and to get out of that lifestyle that he was involved in the Ra his thirst is a lot greater and comes from a lot deeper place in his heart like it says from the depths I call out to you from the depths of my heart or from the depths of the the darkness because I was in such a dark place therefore I'm calling out to you from such a deep place inside of me which is not the case with the tzaddikim, the perfectly righteous, they never, they never fell down to such a place of evil. And they are always with a, in a constant connection and a attachment of their souls to godliness. So their desire to connect to Hashem is not with, is not with such great energy, with great intensity, and from a, the deepest, from the depths, the deepest part of their hearts, as much as the Balichuva, but the Balichuva, the penitent, his desire to connect to Hashem comes from the deepest part of his heart, the essence of his heart, even deeper than the Tzadikim. And automatically, being that his desire to connect is coming from such a deep place in his heart, he also reaches a lot higher than the tzaddikim to the depths of the Ein Saif, to the depths of the infinite essence of Hashem. The Kumeshis Bar Machemacher, as explained in another place. So, and now we're going to bring it back. This is all just an analogy to understand how when the sparks of godliness found in creation are uplifted, they go to an even higher place than Shem Ma, which has brought about their um, refinement, their uplifting. So, so too is we can apply this to the godly sparks which are trapped within the physicality that have been have been dispersed and separated into the klipas noiga, into the concealment of the physical reality which covers over those divine sparks those divine sparks. When they're aroused, these sparks are aroused and they become up and they become uplifted and refined and go back to their source and godliness through the refining process that Shema does on them. This is similar to the idea of tshuva, like the penitent we said before. Which tshuva is made up of the letters tashuv, return, hey, and the last letter of tshuva is hey, which hey always refers to malchus, the last letter of Shem Avaya, of Shem's name, which malchus, lower hey, is referring to the level of godliness which is um, trapped within creation, which goes into creation. Malchus, malchus, 
which is Shein Ban, which is that level of which is being refined. That the ascent of this level of godliness, which is trapped within creation of Shein Ban, is with a lot greater intensity, which then, because it's with such an intensity, it reaches a lot higher level than the Shein Ma, which has actually refined it. In the beginning, in their essential state, the level of Shein Ma, which is the basically pure, pure godliness from the level of Chochmah Vatzilas, pure godliness, which is refining the godly sparks in reality of Shein Ma and the Ma'ilam Iban. <coughs> so Shein Ma in its pure state is above Ban. The Shein Ma, whom you are at its Shema, the, the level of Hashem's name, which is spelled with the uh, gematria of 45, Shema, it comes from the Ha'aras Mitzchad Ak, from the ray of the forehead of Ak, of Adam Kadmin. Basically, what does that mean? Adam Kadmin is the primordial, primordial man, which is the state where all of creation is included in one thought, in one essential level. Basically, when the whole, all of creation in the primordial thought before there was actually any drawing down of godliness to actually relate to creation. So Shema comes from the, a ray from that level of the forehead of Ak, meaning from that level, a sublime level of Ak, which totally transcends creation, um, but, but the particulars of creation. So Shema is definitely above the sparks of godliness, which are being refined from creation, meaning the, totally above the level of Shemban, which is, which, which is synonymous with those sparks of creation. Avil. <clears throat> but after the refining process which Ma brings about in Ban so Shem Ban, the sparks of creation ascend to a higher level even than Shem Ma than this, uh, this ray from the level of the sublime level of Ak that then when the sparks of creation of Shem Ban ascend back to their source after being refined so then um, then Shemban shines. Then Shemban signs shines even more than the more than the energies, the, the lights of Shemah. Like the verse implies, the woman of valor is the crown of her husband, which implies the woman usually is just the receiver, just like Ban here is the receiver from the from Shema. Ma is that which is giving to it, in the sense which it is refining Shemban. But the woman of valor, which is the receiver, becomes the crown of her husband. When she's uplifted, when her when she's uplifted and refined, meaning when the sparks of creation, which are called the woman, the woman aspect of creation, just like because uh, they come from Malchus, like we said before, the last hay of Shemavaya, then they're the receivers. So when this woman of creation, the sparks of creation, um, when the sparks of creation are uplifted, they become even higher, the, the crown to their husband. They become the crown to their husband, even higher than the level which which basically is mashpia to them, which is Shema. Uke'inyin b'mokim shabali tshuva im like we just said before, the idea of in this place where the penitent stands, the, the, the perfect tzaddik cannot stand, stand because of the intense, the intense desire and the intense thirst that the penitent experiences, which the tzaddik does not. So to these sparks, when they are uplifted and they are so far from godliness, they, they experience that same yearning to come back to their source even more than Shem Ma does, which is already close to godliness. Which in the words of Kabbalah, this means that the ascent of Shem Ban, the sparks of creation, is into the level of Shem Sag, the name the level of when you spell Shem's name and it, and it uh, ends up being the gematria of uh, 63, 
which is the level of the essence of Hashem, and we said before that Shema, even though it is the basically the pure godliness revealed from Ak, this primordial level of creation where everything before it comes down to particulars, but it's only the, like I said, it's the Ha'ora, it's only the, the upshine, the ray, the external diminished ray from that level of Ak, whereas Shem Sag is really the essence, the Atmos, and that is where the ascent of Shemban is going up to when it's refined. Like it says in Tanya, in Igeres Hakodesh. Another thing we could say here, this gets a little bit more kabbalistic. To Sag Ab, he said that the ascent of Ban goes all the way up to Sag, which is the Atmos and Ma, which is just the Ha'od Levad, just the external race. So Sag Ab. Another one of the names of Hashem, Hain Chachmabina, referred to Chachmabina, Shain Tain Rain, the Lomas Parshan, which are two called two friends which never separate. They're inherently connected. You can't have Chachma without Bina, you can't have Bina without Chachma. When you have the Chachma, um, the, the Nikuda of Chachma, the, the essential point of the concept, um, you can't really get that without having that, that essential point extending out into the breadth and the depth and the understanding of Bina. And without Bina, and you can't have, basically, you can't have Bina, which is the understanding, without the first the first essential point of Chochmah. So Chochmah and Bina also, Lamayla, in spiritual sense, they are two friends which can never separate because they are two inherently connected. There's a process that has to happen. They have to have both of them. Chochmah is the Ayn, and then Bina is the Yesh. And there's a constant creation of Ayn Tiyash, from nothing to something. It can't be just, it has to, has to constantly happen in order for creation to exist. Just a side point. So, so therefore, these sparks from Shem Ban, which are being refined by Shem Ma, they up, they're uplifted, they ascend all the way to the essence of Shem Ab. So another way of explaining, not just to the Sag, but also to Ab. Now we go back to what we were saying from the earlier, from the Zayar. It said that the stone which we weigh with this, which we use to weigh, which is which is referred to by the Yud. Um, let's just go back for a second. When we were talking about this, um, we said, we are talking about The idea of das, das elyon, das tachtin, das tachtin is the hergish er likia shaykh lishavas elamis. Das elyon is the day elyon shlemayla yesh lemata ayin. The einsei baruchu yesh amiti that the Hashem is the true existence, and whatever is down here is just nothing is considered nothing compared to Hashem and non-existence. Um, and das is hargasha. It's when you come to feel that what you first understood in Chachamim and the Tachas Yedia who shall lay What does that mean? That we should have a Yedia in our Gosha, even Eden safe in the infinite energy of Hashem, which is something which is usually above knowledge, above comprehension. Um, so, so then we said, according to this, we understand understand why Das is called Usher, a rich. Why is Das Das Usher? So. We said, What does it mean to be rich? It means you have a lot of shefa. 
And Ribri Shefa is, comes from Keser. That's why Das Elyon, which is received directly from Keser, is called rich. And according concerning this level, it says, The rich person will not give more. And the Zoyar says, Not more than 10. So what does that mean? The Eser explains in Ari Mehemda Avno, what's this ten it's referring to here? That is the stone, the Mishkoba do Yud, is the, sh- the stone which to weigh with, that's the Yud. Like, for example, when, you, when we actually weigh something, when you weigh some merchandise on a scale which has two sides, um, that you put the merchandise on one side, on one of the, the hands of the scale, and you put the, the weighing stone on the other side. And however much the merchandise weighs down, and makes the stone move. That is the that is the um, the weight of the actual merchandise because you know the weight of the stone, and therefore you see how if the, how much the merchandise makes the stone go down or go up or whatever. And that's how you know how much the weight is. So the main part here we see the main part is the is the merchandise, and the this weighing stone is just to, in order to know the weight of the merchandise. So too, in this idea of the avna lemishkobal yud, this stone to weigh with, just referring to the yud. The main thing is the thing which is you're weighing with, the thing which you're weighing, sorry, the thing which you're weighing with the Yud. Because the Yud is is just like this weighing stone. So if so, that that which you're weighing, that which you're actually weighing with this stone is actually in a higher level than the stone itself. So we have to understand what is this idea, what is this something which is higher than the Yud, higher than the Ten, or Ten Spheres. Then we went through this whole idea of the Shviris HaKelim, and why there needed to be Shvir Sakalim in order to create this idea of Klippa, and why Shvir Sakalim happened because of the Yeshus in the world of Tayu. Now going back to returning to that idea here. So this is what it says, that the weighing stone, that is the Yud, which we're, which we're going to say this is referring to the Ha'ara of Shema, the shining of the level of the Shema, which brings about the refining of the sparks which come from Shemban. Just like by an way of analogy, when a person weighs merchandise, when you put the merchandise on one hand of the scale, and so now when you put that merchandise on one hand of the scale, so that merchandise is now goes really down below and it becomes now close to the earth, close to the earth when you initially put it on the scale. Uh, and now when you put the weighing stone on the other hand of the scale um, which now weighs down that side of the scale and brings down that side of the scale now the merchandise which is on the other side of the scale which was now which was close to the earth because there was no weighing stone on the other side the weighing stone now lifts up the merchandise which is on the other side very high. Kach. So this is the now the analog to this and spirituality. Kach. So initially, the two hundred forty-eight, the two hundred eighty-eight sparks of holiness descended that would fell down through from the Shvitas Akelim and breaking the vessels of Tayu, and they fell down very low into the Klipas Neiga, into the shell of physicality which covers over their the holiness which uh, conceals the holiness. From the world, now these sparks fell very close to the earth, just like the merchandise when it's initially put on the scale. It go, when the when the weighing stone not on the other side, so the merchandise goes very close to the earth. 
like it says, the spirit of the animal descends very low, which is referring to the 288 sparks um, when they initially are down in this world before they've been refined by the shining of the Shema. But through the descent of Shema, which is the, God, the pure godly revelation of Chochmah, which has the ability to refine the sparks of Shemban, and so went through the descent of Shema to enclose into Shemban, meaning into these 288 sparks, which are hidden in creation, in the Klippas of creation. Now these 288 sparks become refined and ascend very high. And then the ascent of these 288 sparks are even a higher to a higher level than Shema, uh, um, than, than Shema stems from. Like we said before, that they go all the way up to the essence to Shema. To the extent that Shema, which has brought about this refinement, is now just compared to like this weighing stone compared to the actual merchandise which it is weighing. The main aspect here, obviously, is the merchandise which is being weighed. And the weighing stone is just bringing that merchandise to a higher level. Like when you put the stone on it, it, it causes the other side of the, the other hand of the scale to go higher. I like the inner interpretation of the verse, Ad David Higdil, until David became great. David, it's known that David the Melech is always referred to, is always um, compared to Shemban, which is the, basically the level of uh, Malchus of Atzilas, which descends into creation. And this is the source of the 288 sparks of holiness which are trapped in creation. So David is Bhina Shemban, Sha'ola which now is through the refinement process, ascends higher than Shema. Um and this is what it says. So Ad David Higdil to the extent that David became great. So David, which is Shemban, now became greater even than Shema. Um which that's what then that was what the idea of Shazel Bhinas Yenison. Yenison is the is compared to is the analogy for Shema. So now it's break down his name. Yenison is Yud Kevav Nosan El David Hashpas Pchena Shema B'Sheman. So Yenison is the letters Yud Kevav, which is the beginning of Hashem's name Yud Kevav, and then Nosan gave Yud Kevav gave, which is Yud Kevav gave the la, the latter hey of Hashem's name, which is basically. Um, well, actually, no. So Yud Kevav, meaning Hashem, gave the Nosan al David. What did he give to David? The level of Shema, which is this pure um, revelation of godliness, which has the ability to refine Sheman, which is David's level. And through the refining refinement that's brought about through the revelation of Shema into Sheman, into David, then David Higdil, David became great, even greater. He ascended to a higher level than Sheman, than Shema, meaning. The level of these 288 sparks ascend to an even higher level in spirituality and godliness than the level which even refined them. We'll stop there on the top of page. Kuf Tess, uh, 129 on the top line. Thank you everybody for listening to the new podcast, Chassidus. This is Levi Gelb. And if anyone has any questions or any thoughts or feedback, please feel free to email me at rabbigelb at gmail.com. Also, please check out my website, chassidusonline.org, and sign up for our weekly email to receive a Maimur Mavur explanation on a Maimur from Torah Lukute Torah almost every week. And there you'll also find a, an archive for all our other, our older Maimur that we've already explained on the weekly Parsha on the Yom Tevim. 
And also you'll notice in the description for this week's episode and for every week's episode, a little link to become a monthly supporter, a partner in this uh, for this podcast. Please consider doing that. It will help greatly to allow the episodes to continue and to make them better. And you can also dedicate an episode in honor of memory of something or of a simcha. And to do that, please email, email me at rabbigelb at gmail. And we can mention that at the beginning and at the end of every of that episode. Thank you very much.